What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bridge Sci Life podcast. Thank you so much for making us a part of your week. We're so excited that you're joining us. And this week, we got something special for you. We got a sermon that I did at the student ministry called Nobody's Gonna Know. I hope you enjoy it. Check it out. What do you feel when you see this? For, for some of you, you look at this thing and you get, you get super excited. You're like, this, this soccer ball, like, this is all about me. Like, I'm really good with my feet. So like, I'm like a little messy up in here. Like, I can do super well. And for some of you, if you're like me, you look at this thing and you're like, what, what is this? Like, I, I hate this thing. When I, when I look at this thing, I'm gonna just be honest with you tonight. I hate soccer. I'm garbage. Like, it may be a hot take. I'm sorry if you love it. I'm so bad at it. And like, look, I I played for one season and they did not ask me to come back. If that means anything, it shows you how bad I was. I mean, I I brought a picture for y'all to see. So check up on the screen, little picture, little Brian. Does anything about this photo scream I love soccer to you? Like the smile is not there, it's forced. I mean, I mean, thinking about it, what is the best sport for me to play? I have asthma, I'm out of shape, I'm allergic to grass. Let's put him on a field that's freshly cut and run back and forth until he throws up. That makes no sense, right? And I was trying to get better. I'm gonna be honest, I was trying to get better. So what I would do is I'd take the soccer ball, I'd put it by my house and I'd run and I'd kick it. And I'd kick it up against the wall and, and the, the more, more confident I got, the, the better I felt, I'd scoot back and I'd get further and I would kick harder. And it worked out for a little bit until eventually I kicked it one time and it was looking real nice. It was going until it was not going at the wall, but it started going towards my dining room window and it was going really fast and fast until it just completely shattered the window. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, oh my goodness, like what am I gonna do? My dad's gonna kill me. Like I just made my my house into a Wendy's drive-through. Like I could order out of my dining room. Like what am I gonna do? My dad is gonna be so, so mad at me. And so as any regular person does, I said, I gotta hide this. So, so I call my uncle, because how, how many of y'all know you got that uncle, you got that aunt, that if you're in a pinch, you call them and they're gonna, they're gonna get you out of it. You know, like the crazy one. And so I called him, I said, hey, I just broke a window. I need you to come and fix it in an hour. And it, it, it made no sense. Like he, he said, Brian, I'm gonna keep it real with you. He said, I can't do that. He's like, I can't fix a window in an hour. And he's like, I, I can fix it. Like I, I can repair the window, but you're gonna have to tell your dad. And I was like, no, like that's not the point. That's not what I want. Like you're gonna need to get a new window and a new son because I'm, I'm dead if he finds this out. I'm not gonna be okay if my dad finds this out. Because for me, you see, the, the thing that I wanted to hide, I messed up. And I didn't want to tell my father. And if I'm being honest with y'all tonight, y'all mind if I'm a little honest with y'all tonight? That maybe it's not broken windows. That sometimes for me, it may look like I want to hide a broken window, but sometimes I want to hide a broken person. And if if I'm talking to people tonight, like if we're real with ourselves, you may feel that way too. That for you, maybe it's not a broken window, but maybe it's a broken relationship. Maybe for you, it's not a broken window, but it's that test that you did really bad on and you hid it from your parents. 
or, or maybe it's the things that you're doing behind closed doors with your boyfriend or girlfriend, and you agree to tell each other and say, hey, we're not gonna let this go. We're not gonna let this leave these doors. Because us as people, we have a tendency to hide the things that are broken, that are not perfect. And we wanna hide those things. And so what I want you to know is that I struggle with this. Like I'm up here on this stage and that's something that I deal with. And you may find yourselves in this room feeling the exact same way tonight. And what I want you to know is that this isn't something that's unique to just us, but it's something that has happened all throughout history. And so right now we are in a series called Coat Issues where we're looking in Genesis at Joseph and his brothers. And, and if you were here last week, if you heard Josh and Seth talk, you heard that they were talking about how bad Joseph's brothers are. He's got a coat and Joseph's got some issues with his brothers. And so we're gonna be looking in Genesis chapter 37, verse 25. I'll let y'all turn there. Genesis chapter 37, and, and just while you're turning there, my name is Brian. I'm a young adults director here at SciLife. I'm super excited to get to hang out with y'all, and I know I don't look like Josh. I got more hair. Sorry, Josh. Oh, he's, he's watching this too, so sorry, Josh. Um, so Genesis chapter 37, we're gonna be in verse 25. It says this, as they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? So if you remember real quick, just a backstory, Joseph's brothers threw him in a well because they were jealous of him. And so that's where it brings us to, they, so they said, why are we gonna kill him? What a good is it if we kill him? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood, and his brothers agreed. And I'm just gonna real quick pause there because I know what some of y'all are thinking. You're gonna go home and you're gonna say to your parents, you're gonna say, hey, that guy on stage said I can sell my brother or sister on Facebook Marketplace. Like, this is awesome. I love this. Like, 25 bucks, he's like worth a little more, but 25 bucks on Facebook Marketplace, we're not saying to sell your sibling, okay? But that's what they did. So you can see how they already messed up, Joseph's brothers did, and they're trying to hide it already. So it said, his brothers agreed in verse 28, we pick it back up, it says, so when the Midianite merchants came by, his brother pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the cistern and saw that Joseph was not there, he tore his clothes. He went back to his brothers and said, the boy isn't there. Where can I turn now? Then they got Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. They took the ornamented robe back to their father and said, we found this. Examine it to see whether it is your son's robe. He recognized it and said, it is my son's robe. Some ferocious animal has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. And so we see in there that they already messed up, like they already were jealous of their brother, they already took his coat, and then they sold him to the Ishmaelites. And so you already see that the brothers are digging themselves into a hole, and instead of confessing it to their father, they continue to dig themselves into a deeper hole and ultimately make their father super upset, tearing his clothes, which if you get mad, don't do that, that's weird. 
So then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, in mourning will I go down to the grave to my son. So his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. So what we can see is that in this time, that the brothers dug themselves into a hole and they continued and not confessed it to their father. And so up until this point, we've seen that me, I, Brian, like to hide things that I find imperfect. And we also know that we as people tend to do that. And we also see in the Bible that there's also other people in history who have felt like that. And so if you're in this room tonight and you feel like, man, why do I hide the things that I don't like about myself, my sin, my imperfections? Why do I not want to confess that to one another? And we see it's a problem that everyone's had. So what do we do about it? There's there's something that we have wrong about us, that there's something that in our sin nature we like to hide. And so what do we do about it? And so in scripture, there's a clear place and it says what to do about it. So it's in James 5, 16, it says this. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. The, the, the prayer of a man is powerful and effective. So, so, the, so the reason that we're saying these things, the reason why we bring these things up, that we confess our sins to one another is not just for a show. It's not just so we can expose one another and the bad things about us, but it's for healing. It's for healing. Because here's the thing. I, I don't want y'all to miss this at all. If, you were, if you're not to listen to anything else I say, I get it. But if you're gonna leave with one thing, it's this, without revealing, there is no healing. So turn to your neighbor real quick and say this, without revealing, there is no healing. We're gonna do it one more time because I almost, I almost didn't hear y'all. There's like, you know, y'all are socially distanced. I get it, there's masks on. So without revealing, there is no healing. There it is. Without revealing, there is no healing. I mean, that, that's the clear instruction that God gives us that, that to our group, like, like you may be sitting here and you may be thinking, well, it's like, it's between me and God. Like the things that I do with my, my boyfriend or girlfriend behind closed doors, like that's just between us. Like I don't need to bring that stuff to my group. But what it says here, like, like James, it's saying, you confess your sins to one another, praying for them so that you may be healed. And that's what's really cool about where we are tonight, that we get to go into groups and that maybe there's things about you that you've never told anybody. There's things that maybe you've kept hidden and because of that, you're maybe afraid to tell anybody and maybe you don't wanna be healed. But let me tell you this, so I'm I'm gonna again, like I said, I'm gonna get real with y'all tonight, like I'm, I'm just as much of a byproduct of this as anybody else. And so I, I recently got married in November. Praise God. She's awesome. I don't deserve her. 
And so I've been dating, I was dating her for six years up until this point. And so I was, I was ready to get married in November. I was like, come on, like, this is what we've been waiting for. Like, I, I love this girl, so I wanna get married to her. Like, we just graduated college. It made sense for us to get married. And I was so excited, and so we got married. And when we went on the honeymoon, I was like, this is gonna be awesome. Like, this is the best time of my life. I'm gonna love it. And when we went on the honeymoon, I had really, really bad anxiety. And I'm just being honest with y'all. Like the first night that we were in Colorado, like I had, I had probably one of the worst anxiety attacks that I've ever had. No idea why. And as I was sitting there, couldn't go to sleep and I was trying to process, what is, what is going on? Like what is it about me that is causing me to have this anxiety attack? And I realized that I've never told anybody up until that point, not even my wife, of one day, <laughs> that I had anxiety, that I struggled with that. And you see, the things that I kept hidden, my anxiety, my insecurities, the thoughts that I had about being a husband were eating me alive on the inside. And because I did not confess it to somebody, there wasn't healing that it had power over me. The sin that I was dealing with, the thoughts, the feelings that I was dealing with had power over me. And because I didn't share that with someone else, there was no healing. And so you may be sitting here tonight and say, hey, like I, I've struggled with stuff. Like there's things in my life that I'm dealing with. There's sins that I have that I, that I don't really wanna bring up. Like maybe you're afraid, you're sitting here and you say, I don't wanna bring these things up to my group because I don't want people to think different about me. Like I don't want people to think that I'm broken. And there's, there's a story in the Bible, it's in John chapter eight, and it's about the lady who's caught in adultery. And so these Pharisees, they get this lady who's caught in adultery, she's sleeping with a man who's not her husband, and they throw her in front of Jesus and they say, Jesus, She's been caught in adultery and the law of Moses says that she needs to be stoned. She needs to be put to death. That's, that's what they say. And so they said, Jesus, what are you gonna do about it? And Jesus says, okay, you without sin cast the first stone. And maybe for you tonight, it's not a physical stone that you're worried about. Like you're not, you're not saying like, hey, my group's not gonna throw rocks at me. That's absurd. Like, no, 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 they're not gonna do that. This isn't like flappy bird. I'm gonna dodge that thing. You know what I'm saying? And maybe for you, it's not a physical stone, but maybe it's verbal stones. Maybe you're, you're afraid of the words that they're gonna throw at you saying, oh, like she's not as prude as I thought she was. Or man, like he, he's, he's a liar and he's a cheater. Like, I don't wanna associate with that. And so maybe these things that you think people are gonna throw at you, these stones, is what's holding you back. And in the story, it says Jesus said, you without sin cast the first stone. And nobody threw a stone at her. And so what I want us to do is as we go into groups, we're gonna have these stones for you. And we're gonna have some Sharpies. And, and what, I, what I would encourage y'all to do is that with your groups, there may be something in your heart, in your life, things that you've done that maybe you've never told somebody before. Maybe you're afraid to bring it 
to people or bring it up. But I want you to write on these stones maybe something that you're dealing with or something you haven't brought up. And as a group, y'all get to pray over these things. You get to, to really and honestly love on the people in your group and care for them well in hopes that they have healing. And so you get to do that. You get to pray over them with your group and then you get to go outside and you get to throw them in the pond. You don't get to throw them at each other because that's not what it's about. But truly you get to pray fervently for one another so that they may have healing. Because here's the thing, without revealing, there is no healing. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for this day. Uh, I thank you so much for your son and, and the sacrifice that you've made for us, for me. I just pray right now that these things, the things that we keep hidden, the things that we keep away from you, Father, that we're able to have the boldness and the courage and the trust to bring these things up, bring it to our group so that we may have healing. I ask that you come tonight. I ask that you prepare our hearts and our minds and our ears for what you wanna do in these groups. Thank you again for what you wanna to do tonight. It's in your son's name that I pray, amen. Without revealing, there is no healing. Man, it was so much fun to bring this word, to, to be able to, to speak life over the student ministry. And, and I really think that this is something that us as young adults can run with, that we can use, because there's things that we have in our lives that if we don't share with people, if we don't share with our community, our friends, our family, it's gonna have power over us. And so just like it says in James 5.16, uh, to you know, pray fervently for one another so that you may have healing. And so that's my challenge for y'all this week. Man, I'm so excited that you could just hear that word. Uh, we'll be back in the podcast studio next week. Thanks for listening in. Peace. Peace.